Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, after this long winter, my family needs a style pick-me-up for spring. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, spring's first big sale is on now. Pick up fresh styles for the family from just $5, 10 and $15. With tees and tanks from 5 bucks, kids' shorts from 10 bucks, and jeans from 15 bucks. Whoa, styles from just 5 bucks? That's right. Plus, get 50% off swimwear and buy online and pick up in-store for free today. Now that's a real pick-me-up. Get to Old Navy and OldNavy.com now for spring styles from 5 10 and 15 bucks. About 318 to 326 in-stores. Select styles only. Excludes licensed and in-store clearance. Hey, welcome to Juvenalia. I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Alan Tottenham. And our guest today is a comedian and writer and podcaster and a nice person. <laughs> uh, you know, from This Feels Terrible and other things, it's Erin McGathy. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. What yeah. are you going to talk to us about? I want to talk to you about my favorite film, which I've just come to terms with as my favorite film. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film Labyrinth, starring David Bowie. So, um, <laughs> like, sometimes your favorite film isn't necessarily a film you've watched the most. Is there a crossover in that for you? Right. You um, it's it. It might it might be the film I've watched the most. I was thinking this about this on the way over. Like, I think there's a difference between um, your favorite film and the film that you think is the best. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I know. Well, I want to say I know it's not the best film, but I say that, but it really hasn't entered my brain because I I do truly love this film so <laughs> yeah. much. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've probably seen this film. I've probably seen it more than any any other film, I assume. When did you first see it? Uh, I first saw it when I was, uh, I want to say seven years old. Um, and I, I didn't see it in the theater or anything. I think my parents rented it. And because Jim Henson's name was on the mm-hmm. cover, mm-hmm. just let me watch it. And I actually, I can't remember, I can't remember the circumstance for how, I watched it, but I remember it like stirring something in me. Mm-hmm. Like aside from the obvious, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll like, get to that. <laughs> uh, but it it like because it because it scared me and also titillated me and um, made me question a lot of things. I think the film is kind of like a an abstract painting in it in that like it, which is why I think it holds up because you can watch it at any time and it will throw back at you whatever you're going through oh cool <laughs> it like molds to your experience at the time yeah yeah, yeah or like whatever because it's because it is an allegory I do think that like when they were when they were making it they didn't well I know for a fact they the, the film the, most of the film was written after David Bowie had written the songs mm-hmm. for it and so it was a bunch of different minds putting things together but I think that I think there was like an over there were themes that were all in their in their heads that that came together in this in this allegory that's not like it's not beat for beat perfect which is why I think it works as something that you can watch at any time mm-hmm. and is kind of analogous to an abstract painting and that like it's <laughs> It, uh, yeah, it's like a Rorschach test. test oh, mm. that's such a good way of putting it. For like yeah. anything, like there's so many things like that where you, things change depending on where you are in your life when you watch them. Yeah. That's cool. So do you think you get more of a, or something different out of it now than you did then? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I first, when I first watched it, I, <laughs> like the sexuality in it was like, whoa, yes. what is <laughs> Yeah. Huh, like is that what a penis is? Like that is <laughs> whoa. Like is he it's puppeting like... that? Like it's yeah. 
and it, and it's obviously a choice, which I think is so interesting. Like, mm. it's not a mistake. Like, he's like, I want my penis to be featured here. Yeah, because he has a lot of costume changes, but the penis is in all of them. It's a costume. <laughs> They're all very penis-based costumes. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think, but I think it's important because I think that Jareth, the uh, the Goblin King, the character that David Bowie plays, is representing the world kind of so i don't know if i should get right into what i no, think do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> okay so i <laughs> i see so in the film if you haven't seen the the film there's this teenage girl named sarah and she's a real brat she just wants to like hang out in her room and her being a brat is kind of like a moot point like she's mm-hmm. like all of us like when we like we just want to be on our own and we're we want our we want to develop on our on our own in our own space mm-hmm. and her stepmom and her dad want her to babysit and she's resentful of her her half brother who mm-hmm. she has to babysit and um, her half brother gets <laughs> half brother sounds weird, but the point is like it's clearly the baby that her dad had yeah. in this new marriage. Mm-hmm. So like she's angry at um, Toby, the baby, mm-hmm. and Toby because she's uh, she asks quote unquote asks the Goblin King to take the baby away. The baby does disappear, and then she's faced with like having to get the baby back. Mm-hmm. And I think that like a baby is such a perfect symbol for one's like life purpose like your Mm. undeniable life purpose in that (laughs) and i I, this is how i see the film i want to i want you to know that i don't think that this is like yeah but the the way i see it is that like the baby is the perfect metaphor for your life purpose because it's it's undeniable and that like it's it's kind of it's kind of annoying in a way, like she's annoyed by the baby, but there's there's no other thing that would be like taken from her that she had to go get. Like he's an mm-hmm. infant, like he's helpless, like he's only going to survive if she tends to him mm-hmm. and she has no choice but to go get him. And when she is thrown into the labyrinth, I see the labyrinth as just like life in general And there being all these things that are enjoyable that kind of distract you from, like, what your ultimate purpose is. Okay. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I um, love this kind of stuff. I'm like, more. (laughs) (laughs) And so when she's throwing – so and then there are, like, different – so there are different things. Like, she's – like, when she she goes to, like, the ball and she's she's very distracted by all the romance of the ball, Mm -hmm. like, I see that as, like – being distracted in, in my own it feels like I'm being so wanky right now and I apologize <laughs> like no. being distracted by love and uh relationships in a negative way or being codependent and putting like other people's or putting just putting putting like being swept away mm-hmm. above like what what would be healthy and taking care of yourself and the scene with the fire starters where they take off their heads and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. I think that's like the drug scene oh Ooh. yeah and like partying and um and she's like it's towards the end so she's like I don't want to have anything to do with this like yeah. I have to not that partying is bad but she goes through all these trials and then at the end when she says to when she realizes that um that that like Jareth and the labyrinth and everything has no power over her mm. like she has control over her own destiny and she yeah. gets to go after what she wants because mm. it's it's her own life purpose and she gets to decide then it all falls away mm. but i think the fact that there's that party scene at the end that's like you know 
Oh, in her bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see that as like there's room in your life for all those other things, for like yeah. drugs and <laughs> romance yeah. and all those things. But like you have to put your life purpose at the center of everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Mm. That <laughs> That's so sense. cool. I like that theory. Because even like the, the monsters who were like antagonistic towards her in the party at the end. So yeah, they're all, yeah, yeah. They're all, all part yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and Jareth's on the outside. And, like, yeah, I don't – yeah, I see him as, like, the – like, a pan sort of character. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, like, just all the sexy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also, like, super in love with David Bowie, so. Yeah. Um, Same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what did you think when you when saw you, it? I saw it because – um. I was like, I think I was like 10. So it was probably like, I was actually probably younger. I was probably like eight. So it was like 2000 or something. And I watched it because on Nickelodeon UK and Ireland, stuff got here later than everywhere else. So say... Oh, they played it on television? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Like, it, it really is TV. all over the shop appropriateness. Mm. In, like the <laughs> after- yeah. in the afternoon. Like it was like on during Whoa. midterms at Christmas or like Halloween. And I remember I watched it and... You know when you don't know that something is sexual, but when you look back on it, you're like, that was why I liked that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. thought it was like, because I always loved David Bowie because he's like my dad's favourite artist, so I always grew up with his music. And I thought I oh. thought he was so cool. But you know when you're a kid, you're like, he's so cool, but you fancy them. Yeah, but you don't but have like, to. There's something interesting yeah, about them. Yeah, I'm like intrigued by this person. Yeah. And I really loved like how Jareth was always, he was... Wanted dick. He was kind of mean, (laughs) and I was like, I like that. And then I was like, Oh no! (laughs) But um, I just thought that that was what made me want to watch it because I was like, Oh my god, David Bowie! Because I didn't really think, I didn't know that he acted that much because I'd never seen anything like the man who fell to earth. Yeah, he was was. amazing. Like I don't want to say was. It's too sad. No, yeah, like I watched it last night and I actually got upset after it because I was like, I can't believe. Anyway, but you know what makes David Bowie's death less sad is the state of the world. Oh yeah, let's joke about it. Seems like like he went he went home from the party before the guy started puking all over the kitchen Seriously, floor. Seriously yeah. though, like, like, it's cool, David. Like <sighs> things just got worse after. He just did an Irish goodbye. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I loved I loved it so much, and I I did definitely put myself in the place of Sarah. Yeah, because I like I was like I have brown hair like her, like you know. Like, <laughs> But then looking at it now, I'm like, Jareth, like, what did he want from her? I was, I was trying to figure it out, and I was like, I still didn't know exactly. But at the time, I didn't yeah. really think that much of it because I was like, oh, this is so cool. The puppets are, the puppets are amazing. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. such a visually cool movie. But definitely, I think that the the big draw for me was David Bowie being all um evil <laughs> yeah well when you're but was think, he evil though you know like, I, I think don't know. like the him being mean makes him as a kid like makes him more accessible in a sexy way because it's not dangerous because it's not like oh oh he's not actually going to do anything yeah because mm-hmm. he's like being mean like that last scene where he's wearing <laughs> like like a lady's robe basically yes. and yeah. feathers it's too much i don't know how you felt about that but like that part of the film when I was a kid, I made me so uncomfortable because it was like, oh no, like now it's it's on. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not ready for it. And no, I, I was don't like, like, he's like how much 38. he's dressed up for like- <laughs> me. I don't want him to be all dressed up for no. me. Yeah. Like that's not what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. But I 
I loved it. And I loved the music. Everything about it was so good. And you've yeah. never seen it until now. Yeah, what did you think? I, I saw so it this morning curious. for the first time. Oh my god! Here's how I knew about Labyrinth. <laughs> when she got into the land and there was a labyrinth, I went, oh, there's actually a labyrinth in this. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. You thought yeah. it was like a metaphorical I one? Yeah. I, all I'd ever seen of it was like her on a cliff with a puppet. I thought oh. the film was just her climbing cliffs with puppets. <laughs> it didn't hurt me there was an actual <laughs> map. cliffs with puppets. It was like a Lord of the Rings. My main experience of it was that picture, there was a website about 10 years ago called David Bowie's Very Disappointed in You.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And if, if you open it, it was just a picture of him as Jarrett frowning and if you clicked on it, it was a different picture of him as Jarrett frowning and that was the entire website yeah. that's pretty much my entire experience at Labyrinth I see. is those okay. two things yeah. so I loved it did you? Oh, good. It was really great. oh good yeah. there was a lot more that. music and dancing in it than I expected yeah um, and I didn't realise how much everybody's David Bowie impressions are based off of Jarrett rather than <laughs> Bowie yeah. Bowie like in Flight of the yeah. Conchords yeah. Bowie yeah. is Jarrett it's Jarrett yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Such a good episode of that. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. And I didn't know Terry Jones wrote it either, mm-hmm. which I would have I would watched it years ago if I'd known that. Right. Because I'm yeah, just a huge yeah. Python fan. I know he didn't he there was a lot of rewrites in between yeah. him getting to it and stuff, but there is a lot of Python y. The little what's the tiny yeah, guy the puppets, called? The, or the, yeah. the, the stone faces. Sir Didymus yeah, reminded well. me of Didymus. Python. Yeah, yeah. Like just oh, yeah. all of the like the knights in um Monty Python, the Holy Grail, the two knights that are talking with oh, the, the coconuts. Yeah. That that like the way he it was just very very like Absolutely, I love the worm yeah. actually the worm is my favourite little piece of design I love the, the worm thing. oh it's so I'm good I'm just a worm <laughs> <laughs> hello yeah it feels like it felt it felt just like they were having so much fun making all the different things yeah and there's, there are clearly so many different brains in mm-hmm. it which is like why I think maybe I would guess maybe reviewers would say it doesn't work because it's maybe uneven but I like I that. think it's I like cool. that it feels like a bunch of different yeah. voices. I like film, like especially kids' films that are are a bit jagged and weird and yeah. don't aren't too yeah, polished. Yeah, very subversive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that David Bowie would have been allowed to wear trousers that tight if they made it now? I think someone I would say something about it if they saw it now. They'd be like, "This is too yeah, like because it's so overt." Like I, yeah. I'm, my mind is still on that. I'm sorry. And it, <laughs> no, because I've seen people talk about David Bowie and his penis and that before, but I assumed it was like a big cod piece but it's his actual nah, I thought it was like an external yeah. it was actually like no. tracksuit <laughs> shadow yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well and he's so thin too so yeah. Like, yeah yeah there's there's nothing hiding that no mm. like there's no um... <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all just like thinking about we're going to come back to this another three or four times probably but yeah no yeah. we'll probably mention it a few more times for sure yeah but the puppets I... are so good and they're so good at acting with the puppets which I think is yeah. a whole other thing they're because, amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Like the radio right. controlled, like Hoggle was radio controlled. Yeah, it's like his four face. people controlling his face. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Jennifer Connelly has to act to that. Yeah. It's really cool, I thought. And then yeah. when they were acting as well, they had to. I read that both Dave Bowie and Jennifer Connelly found it weird working with the puppets at first because the, they, they didn't hear the lines delivered from the puppet. Like they'd hear it from behind them or to the uh, side. Right, yeah. So they had to like figure out a way to connect with this thing that the sound wasn't even coming out of, yeah, like particularly. Yeah. So. I'd say it was such an interesting set to be on. Yeah, must have been. Yeah. yeah. There's like a, I had a DVD that had like behind the scenes features and <laughs> Jennifer Connelly, of course, is like the most precocious. Like she's 14. She's, I remember thinking she was so old when I was little yeah, watching me too. it. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was like an older teenager. Yeah. Because she plays, they, like, Sarah's supposed to be 15. Yeah. Yeah. And you never yeah. get that. It's a, a younger kid playing an older of, kid. Yeah. 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 She was so. I really people. And then we were talking before we recorded about there were people saying that like reviewers being like dicks about the movie, and then they were saying that Jennifer Connelly was boring. But I don't think she was. 
No, I well, thought she was like, so she's cool. She's the straight man to everything. Exactly. Mm. Like she's supposed to be boring. Yeah, she's but she did a good like, job. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was great. Plus, yeah. like her face. I think she's she beautiful. does such a good. Yeah, she's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, but she does such a good. That ballroom scene, mm. like that's. <laughs> I was, I was, I was trying to think. Like, can you think of a film that really? explores like a teenage girl's sexuality as much like that no. like a kid's film no <laughs> like they do with boys all the time yeah like uh i know sandlot's not really a big film here or you call it something else like the boys of the baseball or, <laughs> or something oh i've never heard of that no, yeah. i've heard of the sandlot but i don't know what it's about. yeah it's mm. called it's called something different in ireland but just coming of age movies with boys yeah like there's so many it's by me mm. and stuff yeah, but that's yeah. more like about like it's a bit more sad. It's not a, yeah. It's like right. 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 Roger Dodger Igby goes down. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. In the Sandlot, there's a there's a scene where this boy like pretends to drown, so the hot lifeguard will give him mouth to mouth. Oh my god! And it's like such a a thing, and it's like you're rooting for him through yeah. the movie, and the lifeguard is is looks like she's. 20 like or 20, so yeah, like yeah. She, and he's like a little kid and you're yeah. like ah and we're Come so on. used to seeing that yeah but then seeing like the teenage girl like ooh <laughs> like fancying or like being her someone's interest being piqued like, like yeah, yeah yeah or like growing in that way or like like being like I don't know how to deal with parse this person yeah. yeah you know okay this is really left field but I think that Tina Belcher is a really good example of that, like uh, being yeah. a teenage girl who's, who's like Tina Belcher? from Bob's Burgers. Because oh, she always, I, I, yeah, I have, I've only seen like a couple episodes. She's always really that. into boys, and she's right. always talking about boys like physically. Like she always, she has an obsession with butts, and she's like that guy. Like she talks like it's funny, but it's also like very like she just believes like she's really when she has crushes on guys, she's like really, um, like physically. In the, like how she describes them and like what she wants from them and stuff and like I know it's like a comedy show but that's like the other one that I can think of yeah because she's that but Comedies she's also super valid divorces. pieces of yeah. art that show her <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> sorry that was the, no that but was it's true for like a different context. no but like go back to the reviews I think oh yeah the problem true. with reviewing kids films because it became mm. a cult film later is because none of those reviewers grew up with it Right. You know, you kind of have to, it has to get in there. It's kind of the whole point of this podcast is that the, the things that get in there aren't necessarily the best or most. Yeah. It's like you, you were know. saying your favorite film and best film. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Though I think, I think it's like, I think it's a, as far as kids go, like, I think it's different from other kids' films that, like, wouldn't hold up later or would hold up later. I think there's a, like one of the reasons why it's such a cult film and such like people are so intense about the film mm-hmm. is that it's one of these rare films that you really like you need a kid's mind to really let it seep in. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch it when I've when I've watched it with friends who are seeing it for the first time, which I've done a million times over and yeah. just like stared at them while I... Do you like it? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think that means? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I think just getting at your binder like... <laughs> <laughs> they first say, uh, I hate this experience and I never want to watch anything with you again. Um, but then like, the, I, 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 like when you watch the film through adult eyes and, you, and you've had all these life experiences, you can't help but like watch it through the frames of these things like, I think it's inappropriate that there's this four 14 year old uh like mm. lusting after yes. and vice versa like that feels weird or like wait where did she go and why is this character you know like mm-hmm. all these yeah. things that we're watching but like as a kid you forgive all those things but then can also see them for like more than they are yeah. and also less than they are That's, yeah yeah it's like when you're younger um 
uh, like, and you might have like a crush on a teacher or something and like you have feelings for them that you can't really explain and you know that like nothing could ever really happen about it but like you're still allowing yourself to think about it whereas now mm. if you're watching a, sh- a TV show now and it's like a 14 year old has a crush on a teacher you're like that, I hope that doesn't develop like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah it's a complicated thing or it's especially as a girl like a teenage girl yeah I mean if someone if I was if I was working on a film and they're like yes we'll have this 40 year old dude and this 14 year old I'd be like new like even if it was like a 17 year I would be like I don't like why are we I'm good like yeah yeah yeah. but um (laughs) I like it because it is kind of more complicated than that and they don't really hit on it like he's not because he's not of this world obviously like like, we don't know what age he is (laughs) yeah and he like he controls he controls everything that's why i say he's like a pan character and that he you don't really know what the rules are with him that's also something that i think would really irritate me as an adult being like wait so he can control everything but not yeah like he doesn't know where she is he needs to hoggle to like give her a peach like what is Mm -hmm. can he he just put her in the ball yeah you know (laughs) But as it as a kid, like you, you make sense. You take it out of its word. You're like, of course. Yeah. You're like, I'm accepting everything that's happening in this because I'm. My mind is still kind of like moldable, not as much now, but like when you're like eight. Yeah, I was. I was pretty. I was pretty sheltered as a kid, and like this film, like, defined so many things for me to the extent that I think about it. Like just I like I don't even realize I'm doing it, but like there are parts of the film that I think of kind of constantly, like when. When, um, like the part where she thinks she's back in her room and it's all just stuff and she's like, she crashes everything down. Like Mm. I think about that all the time in my own (laughs) home or any other place where I'm like, when I feel like I'm being too materialistic. Yes. And then I'm like, no, this is all stuff. Like, especially when I made the move from, um, the United States to Ireland and I had to get rid of like most of my stuff yeah and like that you'd have you've had your own you'd set up a life in America and you have to like shed all of it almost yeah but like th- there's something especially I think of that scene especially when I see all of my things piled in one place like it's one thing if they're all in their place where you <laughs> I love how I said this after like you and I were going on and on about our water bottles before they're so <laughs> good though we, love our water. we, we have, have the, the same, same water, water bottle, bottle. <laughs> So I'm still so high about it. <laughs> I am too. I'm so happy about it. Um, it's just so good. Anyway. A, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can't start talking about it early. No, it was like about nine minutes earlier. It was a, it was a long time to sit true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they made me take a photo of them with their bottles. Everybody. Alan's just jealous because he doesn't have one. I know. I'm just going to start bringing my water bottle. It's cool. You don't have the same connection. I no. Have a, I have a cool gunmetal water bottle. It's for Manly Matt. and Army. Yeah. And just to clarify, <laughs> yeah. Ellen and I both have like the same intense connection with the water bottle where we feel like we are the water bottle. In I a feel way, like or... I'm reflected in the bottle. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm really, I'm being sincere. Like I'm not <laughs> Me bullshitting. Too. Yeah. 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 No, I like, it's one of. <laughs> I found myself in this bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have so few things that are like. Oh, this is one of my favorite objects. Yes. But I think I said it aloud to the bottle recently. Yeah. It's like, you are one of my favorite objects. Every time I use it, I'm like, 
I feel fondness for it, and it's a yeah. plastic vessel. But I know. <laughs> anyway, That's okay. <laughs> we'll pitch our water bottle pack. Yeah, actually, would be, that would be a really funny, like, absurd idea to if we were to really commit to it. Just every week, we talk about the water bottle and just see where it goes, where, it goes, where the conversation yeah. goes. Yeah, like maybe like build a world around the water yeah, bottle. Yeah, yeah, the water bottle podcast. <laughs> we should. We'll just do a series of like six episodes. And just I see will what like happens. fully do that. I yeah. would do that as well. Yeah, I would really. <laughs> I'm gonna write that. Yeah, down. you should do that. Oh, we... Okay, <laughs> and we could treat it like it was like a really intense docu series. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, we have to do it. Now. Okay, yeah. so this, okay. Is, this is episode zero of yeah. the, <laughs> okay. the W Water Bottle Podcast. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, who do you think out of the other potential Jarrets would you have liked to have seen? It was like Sting, Prince, Michael Jackson, and there was like one other famous man. Oh, I think there's no one else could have done it. No, I yeah, no. Prince would have been just like adorable, but too that's sexual what, though yeah. for Prince. Too sexual and like yeah. too little. Like mm. he's like five four. He probably could have done the crystal manipulation himself though. Yeah. Oh yeah, completely. He yeah. would have needed a stunt oh, person right. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just did it with mind. Such a good actor. Also, like he's he's English. Like as a kid, like was that cool to you? Oh, it was so cool. Yeah, I know it would have been less cool over here. No, it was cool because he has a really like um, he has a really beautiful accent. Yeah, mm. he's got a lovely like. Is the word timber? Is that how you say it? Tom Tombra of I don't in know, his I voice. French. I don't know. I love his speaking voice. Yeah, he's a beautiful yeah. voice. Yeah, I would David. listen to audiobooks. I just love oh Tim yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, he. Yeah, he had such a lovely voice. Yeah, I, I, after living in Ireland for a year and a half, I'm like less, less into an English voice. I don't know if it's living in Ireland or like, I don't know. I don't want to go. It could be. I don't want to offend anyone. And <laughs> no, have, no, we I know. Have some lovely, <laughs> lovely friends, lovely friends in England. But I, I think maybe I'm spoiled by the Irish accent. Do you, can you tell differences between like regions a lot more oh, now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite? uh yeah well i really well it changes um i really like northern accents yeah johnny yeah. gall and stuff yeah, yeah. johnny gall mm-hmm. yeah yeah Johnny that's such, yeah <laughs> it's such a nice one to listen to it's so like i'm um, sing song i really like it. yeah it's beautiful mm-hmm. um I love Cork accent. I love all, all. I like yeah. all of them. Yeah, there's so many for such a tiny place. Yeah, mm. it's interesting, I, yeah. and it's funny that I like. I had no idea. It's one of the really many wonderful things about moving to a different country and, and learning so much about a different culture, and and thus learning so much about yourself and yeah. all these things that you mm. take take for granted, and and like, oh, this is this is not something that exists everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know a different David Bowie. I can't. I can't imagine. No, like that made me so sad thinking about that because I don't. Labyrinth is what got me into David Bowie's music. Oh, cool! So you came the opposite way, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I saw the film because my my dad was really into like Paul Simon and like so good though, so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like more like singer songwriters and, mm, and like folk and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Barb, Bob Marley, weirdly enough, uh, which is weird, only weird if you know my dad, so not not weird in general. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, but my yeah, my parents weren't really into 
or like definitely weren't into David Bowie. So after I saw the movie, I think it was years later that like I saw his album in a store and I was like, he's a singer? Like, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Like I knew that he sang in the movie, but like it didn't occur to me that he was also Jared? a musician. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. And then I and then I was just so excited that I could like spend more time with yeah, David Bowie. And then there was so much for you to enjoy and get to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then I just like really got into it so much. And I, I had a I had a pillowcase where I, I ironed all these pictures of Do- David Bowie's face all over. Oh so I would like sleep on his face. <laughs> I had oh, a pillowcase. I, I have a giant labyrinth poster in my house. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's really and it's framed and everything. Yep. Nice. Like, <laughs> she's not I messing do about like the film. <laughs> Um, though I don't talk about it all the time. Mm. Like, I'm not, like, the labyrinth person. No. Oh, you know Erin, I mean? that's not the like... labyrinth girl. Yeah, yeah. she just all... <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, people who have, have that one thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. People have, I'm like... a dynamic, nice person, <laughs> which makes me sound like I'm not either. <laughs> I have multiple interests. <laughs> I have killed no No one. people. <laughs> Did you like Jim Henson movies a lot before you saw Labyrinth? Was that why... Like, because you said your parents saw the Jim Henson name and we're like, yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, was always very into... Sesame Street and stuff? Yeah, well, I actually... Yeah, I was into Sesame Street, but, like, I was kind of less into... More into the Muppet show yeah. than Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, my parents really liked... My parents really liked Jim Henson. And my parents lied to me for many years and told me that my dad was Kermit the Frog. So I thought I was, like, watching my dad at work when I was watching. I love parent <laughs> lies like that. Yeah, They're so funny. <laughs> Later That's one of the perks uh, of having kids, I think, is being able to like tell them bullshit. Like, <laughs> and they're like, "No, it's true." Uh, How long did you believe that for? Oh, uh, too long. I uh, don't. I, don't I, <laughs> I think I told someone at school that my dad was the voice. So f- it was definitely after Jim Henson had died. Maybe because yeah. I think they were like. No, maybe that's not the case. Maybe I'm conflating the two things. But I was just called out at school and then went home and I was like, you've made me a fool. Aaron. You've made me a fool. <laughs> and they, my face now. And they were just like, Aaron, like, of course he's not Kermit the Frog. Yeah. You knew, and I was like, but you told me. And they're like, Aaron. But you're like, <laughs> what's wrong I'm a you? child. You're supposed to tell me the truth at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Muppets is so great. Like. I mean, I don't need to go on about how the Muppets are great, but oh, I think so I think the reason why they're so great is because like kids love feeling like they're adults and like yes. they're getting to discover like n- exciting that they things. might not shouldn't maybe not be watching. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, and that like I love the feeling of, as a kid that like I didn't totally understand everything. Yeah. Like I liked that. Like I didn't want mm. everything to be made for me. That was like um, when I was younger, I knew people that. Uh, weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons which is like my favourite show because mm. there were references in it but I didn't get right. them but I really liked when my parents laughed at stuff that I didn't get because I would yeah. I'd be like just like looking at them like yeah <laughs> my family used to tease me when we were growing up because like I would my favourite thing was hearing my parents la- like that exact thing and oh. I would always request like before you watched the film I would be so adamant that they laughed at the funny parts <gasps> everyone laughed at the funny parts oh. at, yeah. <laughs> that's really cute Children are so cute, and I love oh, them. That's a sidebar. Sidebar. Yeah. But it makes oh, me excited about Christmas. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm. Um, I was actually thinking about it because I think it was. I read that Terry Jones like modeled Jareth a little bit, like after Bowie was on board, and like Heathcliff and Mister Rochester from Jane Eyre oh, stuff. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I can yeah. totally see that, like yeah, brooding yeah. on a moor somewhere. Right, yeah. You know, but in, like, a really cool leather jacket. Oh, it's interesting, yeah. Because Heathcliff is, like, in Wuthering Heights, like, but the thing is, like, 
both of those characters are really through my eyes now are like they're problematic men but I remember yeah. like reading Wuthering Heights and I was like 14 when I had the flu and I was like Heathcliff is so cool <laughs> <laughs> like, just like with the temperature like oh my god and he reminded yeah. me of Jared so I just thought that was interesting that it was sort of an inspiration for the character even though he Dave Bowie made it his own thing mm. what was your favorite outfit that he wore oh that's a good question uh, yeah I was gonna ask you the same oh gosh what's the Hmm. I you know I really like the the ball outfit like yeah. that sparkly black jacket. I think is really beautiful, mm-hmm. and I like how feminine he looks, but also so masculine. He's hmm. so like I actually want yeah I'll talk to you about that in a minute. <laughs> like just gender stuff. Like he's like yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's oh, it's so good. Mm. <laughs> I liked his cool leather jacket that was kind of structured and then it, it was a bit like poofy and it was brown and. There was like one oh, really big lapel. In the yeah. window. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, I like all the outfits except for the last one. Though I'm like, the last time I saw the film, which was, I don't know, a couple of months ago, um, he, like I saw that I like watched the film because I wanted to show someone a specific, just one little part of it. And I ended up watching the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, the, the outfit at the end, like the fuzzy feather thing. It's I like May West hate. or something. May like, West. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, it's no. like boudoir. Like, no. Ugh. Needs to have some kind of hard edge or something. Yeah. yeah, like it's just too intimate. Yeah, it was a bit like I don't know if this is okay anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, that funny. never struck me. But that's interesting that you felt that as a kid. Whereas I was just like, "Cool, it's just a new outfit. Like, <laughs> I'm cool with it. Like, that's fine." Oh no! Oh, wait, I like his black jacket. I mean, I love all of his outfits, but I also really, I like I like the outfit that like most prominently displays his yes his, his penis. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, of course, I love as well that he's basically wearing American Apparel disco pants. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because like his structured jackets, jackets or anything and everything are like so beautiful and so designed, and those pants just look like such an afterthought. Yeah, like, they're it's like so funny. We need it's something like he tight, to be comfortable, tight or, pants. Like, or like he was in his trailer and he was like, yeah, I'm wearing these pants. Like it takes a while to get on the leather pants. Or, and, and he's like, you know what, guys, is it cool if I just whip this? I just wear these yeah. that I'm wearing already? Like I'm comfy. Yeah. What if I need to do a lunge or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what their thought behind those was. I think they were a good choice. <laughs> so yeah yeah I think i'm revealing like, a lot about a myself star. when i don't care i think they were like well he's a rock star and we like we want him to look like a rock star we yeah. want him to be sexy david bowie mm-hmm. yeah how I, old is he in it like 38 i don't know actually i'm not sure I, think... I should mention that i a few years ago got like 50 people to dress up like like jareth for halloween what really yeah <laughs> i need more details yeah. on this right um, now I I'll show you a picture afterwards, yeah. but it was part of um so Harmontown is my ex husband Dan Harmon's podcast and I showed Dan and a bunch of people who were on the show uh Labyrinth and just talked about how wonderful it was and they all kinda teased teased me for it. Um but then I don't know, it like started as like a dare, like, oh, we should all dress like Jareth. Mm-hmm. And we all dressed like Jareth, and then everyone in the audience dressed like Jareth, and then we all went to like a bar afterwards, and it was it was my heaven. That <laughs> is incredible. Yeah. And it was all different kinds of Jareths. And Jeff Davis, who's the like co-host on the mm-hmm. show, he knows a, a like an amazing costumer, and he has like a proper beautiful Jareth costume, and he kind of looks like David oh, Bowie. My God. Oh, he I'll does show a you. bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll show I'll show you the costume, but like he came and it was like 
And he was the one who was teasing me the most about it. And then he, like, styled it out. Yeah, he was like, this is the shootiest movie. And now he wears that costume, like, every year. And everyone's like, oh, amazing. And I'm like, hmm. Like, part of me is like, you didn't even like the goddamn movie. It's not real. Yeah, but I mean, but he obviously likes the costume. But he does. He looks, he looks, he looks gorgeous in it. Do you have a favorite of her and, like, creature friends that she meets? Like, Hoggle or Ludo, who's, like, the Minotaur. Minotaur? Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't get until I watched it because I was like, wow, Greek mythology, wow. <laughs> Whereas before I was like, he's cute and I like him. <laughs> but um, yeah. he's, Ludo's probably my favorite. Friend? Yeah. yeah. He reminded me of the character line from The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Kind of mm. like the like big lunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks yeah. like he's had a really hard life. And yeah, just and he just needs to be yeah. like, taken care of. He has big like, hopeful eyes and a big yeah. soft face. There yeah. are so many um, puppeteers. It took so many puppeteers to, to like, operate, operate him. him. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, something like 100. Not literally, but I, no, can't but like I can't remember the number. So one, two hundred, three. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. what are numbers in the oh, end? Oh, and for the for the big scene, the dance magic dance scene. Yeah, they had like every puppeteer in London there. All of those puppets are all being almost individually puppeted. Like wow. all of those so puppets, cool. isn't that amazing? And when that you watch cool. it again, and like there are pictures of them all behind the scenes, but it was basically mm-hmm. like just all these people getting together for fun and they probably had like such a great day like yeah. getting to meet each other and all these yeah. people that they admired yeah. from afar and I just I love the vibe I feel like that all comes through yeah mm. it seemed like from the film it looked like it was a fun set to be on and like from reading about it and stuff it doesn't seem like there was any kind of weird like discord or anything I think yeah. it, that all was in the beginning when it was like Terry Jones is like, oh, I don't want songs in it and stuff like that. And then right. to get David Bowie, he was like, I want to do a song. And then they were, Jim Henson was like, we need him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, I was sad because I read, um, again, about the reviews and it made Jim Henson really sad, apparently, that Aww. it wasn't well received. And I was like, no. Because <laughs> it was the last film he made as well before he died. Oh, really? So, yeah. so what, yeah, I'm ready to hear what they were saying. <laughs> the reviews yeah they just they I'm thought curious. it was very hodgepodge okay. and didn't really hold together in the world that makes sense mm. which it's in her mind yeah so that's yeah. okay mm-hmm. yeah um it yeah, didn't make sense in what way as in it, nothing logically held together as a world i think huh. so I've, you don't care about but like you don't apply adult logic to a film that's meant to be enjoyed by kids do you know like mm. even though it's not like a, strictly a kids film but like that's that's restricting your ability to have like fun in life. I don't know. There's still like, I have a really hard time watching films that are just kind of like acid trips, you know, like um, help or mm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other films that are, that are just well like loved, really zany. Or, like a razor head or like, uh, I haven't seen a razor head, but right. I guess I mean like, Oh, uh, I don't know. Like Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> I know I'm just like naming. a caper. No, not like a caper, but like caper, like, um, like I like when they say like the world doesn't hold together. Like there's still there's a story. Like yeah. she needs mm-hmm. she's she, she has like, a goal. A like clear a clear story where um she doesn't want to rescue the baby and then she has to and then she changes for it and the end. Like it's mm-hmm. so clear. So like the world can be whatever it mm-hmm. is. Like our world doesn't make sense. Yeah. So like this is just a world that that it's it's like a ref- is it a reflection of her is it a reflection of him like what is it like we get to live in this place that doesn't really make yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Next review. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Take him apart. I mean it was Siskel and Ebert neither of them liked it. And uh we said already someone said Jennifer Connelly wasn't 
very good. So she was kind of blank and unexpressive, which is I, yeah, which is nonsense. Yeah, so like yeah. at one point she's running. My the part of the movie that I quote the most yeah. isn't even like line, but like when she first gets into the labyrinth, yeah, and the music's like do 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 do, yeah, yeah, and she's like <laughs> and like hitting the wall, and then she runs for like. 40 yards. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, 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 ah. And then like, she's just mad. Like, yeah, she starts banging the, banging the walls. Like, she goes up to 10 immediately. Like, really, she, like, even the very start, like, she's an hour late home. Right. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't want, and like, she just, she's, it's 14, I guess, or 15. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. She, just, like, she just... wanted to rehearse her play alone in the park. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was so cool, though, when I was younger. I was like, oh. me too. Her, like, really? big, puffy, like, big jumper. Shirt, huh? Her big Renfair shirt. She looked like fully, like, a bard, like, a yeah. Shakespearean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she really does. Yeah, when I was watching I used to it, wear yeah. a waistcoat. Like, I put a, I, used, I got really? my mom's all waistcoat, and I was like, I'm going to be, like... This is me now. <laughs> this is me now. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, it was like, Mother, not I wear cool in now. Ireland. Like, right. Yeah. And people were like, probably like, what's that child doing wearing a waistcoat from like 1985? And I'm like, what? Maybe I'll get to go to the labyrinth. Yeah. Did you ever try to get into a cartoon world? Did you ever think you knew how to get to one? And you definitely I tried ever... to get into the labyrinth. I think I did. I was more like I didn't do cartoon worlds and stuff, but I definitely tried to do like paranormal investigating and like okay. seances like and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. But I'm. Um, I wish I could go to the labyrinth. That was like a place mm. I wanted to go, or I, I really wanted as well the powers that Matilda had in the movie. Yes, because oh, that was right. one of my favorite movies. I saw cartoons were underground, so I used to try dig. I spent like four evenings when I was like four years old trying to get to a specific cartoon that I liked <laughs> with a cold shovel. So my mother went, what are you doing? Oh my and I explained gosh. to you and she was like, we've gone wrong somewhere with this one. <laughs> <laughs> what was the cartoon? Uh, Galaxy High, which oh, no, nobody remembers. Chris right. Columbus made it. It was 13 episodes about these two, a nerdy girl and a jock, who went to a Galaxy High school and their roles <laughs> oh got switched. Gosh. And I was like obsessed what? with it. That's like really it's fun really fun. Good. Yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. There's only like 13 episodes of it. But what, is that, seen... what does that have to do with digging though? Like... I thought cartoons were underground. I somehow got <laughs> like, like... you said that, like we all understood. We were like, yeah, thing. of course. It's yeah, like, I thought like, like the cartoon world, was cartoon set world. underground. No, I just Wait. thought that's where cartoon world was. It's like getting inside the TV. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, it's such lateral thinking by you. Yeah, at that age, like. Yeah. Oh, what is sad that like what a fun fun thing to think is real for a while. Yeah, mm. I think oh. I might have seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit around yeah, that time I was as well. Yeah, I wonder if that. I wonder yeah. if you watched that and it just like went down the wrong way. In I think head. it might have. <laughs> I might have seen like a picture of a TV studio and it was all like dark and right screen, or like so beyond the wall is the yeah. cartoon world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. What did you think of the film in terms of like when you were seven? Like I watched it yesterday, and I thought parts of it were still kind of scary. So, did parts yeah. of it scare you a lot when you were little? Yeah, for sure. Um, what scared me? Well, I've already mentioned the boudoir outfits. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I mean, like, I know a little bit. Like when I was like was first watching it, I know that, like the the first scene where like the you hear the goblins going like. Wah! Yeah. yeah, like that stuff. Oh, I think the actually, I think the moment that scared me the most was when she like pulls back the the cover of Toby's crib and like co- Toby's not 
in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's that scared me. I'm trying to think of the other. I know they're whispered the you. Did the hands freak you out? The big like tunnel yeah, of hands? hands? The hands didn't scare me. The hands scared you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just because like being <laughs> touched in, like without like it's different yeah, if you're falling but it's yeah. like all these like you're being held held onto by like we don't know who it that is. Scene, but, uh, that's yeah. like the one scene I think that really really frustrates me. Really? Like, I hate that she says when they say up or down, and then she said, "Well, I guess I'm going this way, so down." It's yeah. like, why would she choose down? down yeah, like, it's a dark corridor. Yeah. And like she chose down, she chose, and she was like, "Is this the wrong way?" And it's like, down is always the wrong way. <laughs> like, like what do you Sarah, mean? Yeah. Like, please. Ugh. Have either of you ever crowd surfed? Um, no, I was no, actually I don't scared because so. I think you wouldn't actually feel the hands because I, I, I have crowd surfed once, and yet what don't, gig were you at? Uh, at Ox- Wet Witness Festival in like 2002 <laughs> and it was Fun Love and Criminals. Oh my God. <laughs> we all like you don't feel the hands. That's interesting. You actually don't. Yeah. You just feel Because it's movement. so balanced. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, there's so many of them. So yeah. I wonder if it's like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe just put on that song from that um, Quentin Tarantino movie and yeah. then it wouldn't be so scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always I always heard about Christ and like some girls I knew did it and like, you know, people would always... I think it's easier it's for different. guys to kind yeah. of serve. Yeah. 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 But I did go in the pit sometimes and do the thing where you run around in a circle. Oh, did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'd be scared to do that. I went to Blast, which is like an underage, oh, like, emo yeah. Yeah. thing. It was like a tour. It was like an all-ages yeah. emo, like, bunch of um, concerts that were held, like, during the day in Dublin oh. in the Voodoo Lounge on the Keys. Yeah. And it was like, a, like, everyone was like 12 to like 15, 16, and all these, like, local bands were playing it would get pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I only did it a couple of times, but I, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. But, what part scared you? Oh. Well, you said the hands. Hands. And then, um, sometimes parts with jars scared me, but I was also enjoying them as I was being scared. Right. I was like, yeah. Oh, also like interested, like keep me on board. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when she gets drugged, that always freaks me out. Yeah. That yeah. like as a thing, in any movie freaks me out because I like having control over stuff so mm. someone cha- taking that out of your hands without you knowing I hate yeah. it it's horrible mm. yeah yeah. I think I think that scene is responsible for why like I hate um, I hate dusk oh really that like, time well, of night I like, I like sunset but like when it's like when you can't see the sun anymore and it's like it's like very it's it's like a light yet, gray and it's, mm. yeah. yeah like I really don't like that or like late afternoon rather actually like yeah I take that back it's late after the dusk of the afternoon I don't like Mm -hmm. and it's the same color of that scene like when she's realizing that she was drugged yeah Mm. and and then Hoggle just fucking fucks off and doesn't take responsibility he's like I suck and it's like well you don't (laughs) get to just do that like you need to stay around and tell her what she took she does that bit so well she seems so hurt yeah yeah. she she realizes straight away and it seems really hurt that he did it yeah Yeah. and then and he doesn't even stay and like let her know like hey like it's not gonna kill you but he doesn't even know that because he just no and then he's like shame on Jareth and shame on me and you're like yeah like I'm agreeing (laughs) yeah like why you're a bad friend yeah. Even though you were so wanting to be her friend so badly, and then I don't know. Yeah, like stick around. Yeah, it's abandonment. Like, so give you more plastic. <laughs> yeah. The bit that freaked me out a bit. I only watched it this morning, and I'm 33. But <laughs> the um, 
the, I can't remember the like the band, the five fiery guys. Oh, oh, yes. oh yeah. my god, that's because it goes on for I, so long. Like, is, I don't know what is the that's going to end. Me the most. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why it's taking. Yes, that is the fire. They're called the fire starters. I think. Yeah, or they like, reminded yeah. me of Animal the way or they the move. Fiery. Yeah, yeah, from the yeah. No, those guys scared me the most, and also just because there are no rules, they're pulling off their heads. They yeah. they seem mm-hmm. so insane. Mm-hmm. Like they've just taken a bunch of bath salts and yes. they're just like yeah. fucked out of their. And they're gonna minds eat someone's and... face or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and they like don't like. Yeah, it freaks me out. Though I love that song. I was dancing yeah. to it as I was walking over because, like, on the soundtrack, the song is way longer. Yeah, it's so oh, good. Cool. Yeah, and there was a, there's a rap in the soundtrack. Is there? Is there? Yeah, <laughs> there is. Um. I'm yeah. going to need to find that. Yeah. Because yeah. I haven't listened to the soundtrack. Like, I've listened to it a while ago, but I just watched the film. Hmm. There's some weird people in it, actually, because Cat from Red Dwarf is one of, is two of those guys. I've never watched Red Dwarf. Haven't you? No. Okay. I don't know what Red Dwarf is. No. It's a sci a low, like, well, not, I don't know a lot low budget, but it's a sci-fi comedy that's been running for, like, 20 years on BBC, so it has, like, is it still 15 running? episodes. Yeah, the new series just came out. No way! Yeah, but it's... It's good. It's better. Basically, it's the last man on earth because he gets locked in cryostasis. Oh, okay. And the entire ship gets radiated, and then a million years later, he wakes up, and all humanity is gone. Oh, and so cool. it's him and a hologram and a cat who's evolved on the ship over that time. Amazing. Yeah, it's really good. That but yeah, but good. one of them is two of the fire guys. So oh, cool. And isn't it so good? <laughs> To make you just want to do it. I was listening I, to it and I was like, I would if I was a, if I was if you were a out. stripper, <laughs> like I would strip to this for sure. And you get all, like that would be where you get your money. Yeah. That, that's would, your money song. <laughs> yeah. What would your labyrinth stripper name be? Oh, how do like how do you get your labyrinth stripper name? You take a name from labyrinth and sex it sex it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, like sexing it up. What's the like dare tits? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. How? What would it be like? Maybe if you took like, ooh, I don't know, like the underground, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a generator on the internet somewhere that can do sexy different names. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to get to this rap. I know exactly where it is. <laughs> That's like the rap from 5678. It is. Yeah. Like stuff. Yeah. A gooby feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I love the poster, like the actual. It's so beautiful. Stunning. Oh my God, I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, I love. Yeah. (laughs) You know the way we were saying that Jareth is what people base a lot of David Bowie impressions on. Mm. Mm. There are so many different types of David Bowie. What's your favorite one? Is it Jareth or is it another? No, it's not. Um, Yeah, I think of Jareth as like separate and I actually like, I feel like it kind of irks me. Like, I I, (laughs) I don't know why this is, but I really... I like fan art from for other things, but I really don't like fan art for Labyrinth because oh. I feel like people don't get it. <laughs> what do you think that they get wrong with it? Well, I don't. I thought you don't identify with what they do. Like, I think it's the like Jareth is like like he's I, th- I guess it's like the over sexualization of Jareth. Yeah, like he is like sexual, but like that's not the point. No. 
And I don't... And also, that's not David Bowie. Like, he's playing a character. And Mm. so that annoys me as well. Because David Bowie... But also, like, David Bowie's characters aren't really David Bowie. So arguably, it's it's just as valid as any other... um, incarnation of david bowie but like i i'd say like like ziggy stardust um and aladdin sane yeah. era david bowie would be like what i would listen to the most this morning i was listening my one of my favorite well i go through phases but right now i've been listening to bowie at the beeb a lot which is oh, like cool. his bbc recordings yeah. before he was david bowie and it's all kind of like folk sounding songs i love but they're like kind of subversive yeah I'm yeah like that. the one well, there is a happy land. That's a good song. I don't or know. Or the that laughing song. gnome. There's lots of weird stuff. Oh yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah. Like his like super folk song. Yeah, yeah. yeah he really did a, such a, like a 180. Like, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a song called "God Knows I'm Good," which is really great, and it's just like this very intense like folk story about like different different people uh, like getting caught doing things and yeah. And that, yeah, there's, well, speaking of subversives, because is it obnoxious for me to play you one, like another subversive thing? No. No, go for okay. it. This reminds me of Labyrinth, um, but it's a song. It's like one of his early songs. Um, and it's on the Bowie at the Beeb album. It's actually the first, it's the first thing that I heard after, like, I was like, oh, David Bowie's a singer. Oh, cool. And like, it's a song. Um, it's a song called, and now I am forgetting, um, Let Me Sleep Beside You. And it sounds like it's it's a man singing to his girlfriend who's a virgin and, like, begging her to sleep with him. Oh. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's a lyric in it. Yeah. He, he was like, I will show you games where the winner never wins. Let me sleep beside you. <laughs> Wear that dress your mother wore. I don't okay. know. Anyway, it's a song. It's a song to check out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, or like Jareth tattoos I don't like. Also, the wig doesn't hold up in artwork. No. It looks good in the film, but it does not look good drawn. No, it looks like something that like... It looks like Tina Turner. Yes, mm. yeah. But not in a good way. Or like, what's the name of that band that sing Pour Some Sugar on Me? Right, yeah, yeah it's you like know, a like band, yeah, it looks yeah. Great all the time, and like and it that, bumps me out. It's not part of that cultural wave, so you're like, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a total, it's it a total bummer, feel right. Yeah. Do you have a favorite David Bowie Allen? I'm not. I've actually my, my parents were Garth Brooks fans, so okay. I, don't have, I don't have like a big youth association yeah. with David Bowie, so I've only really started getting into him kind of since he died. Oh wow! Really? So I really like Low. Low is like my yeah. favorite. Is the Berlin trilogy of albums? But it's not a look necessarily. Uh, this is. So. Uh, I guess it this is. This is me dressed like uh, Jared. Oh my wow. god! That the is... eyebrows are really good. Thank you. Jared's eyebrows are amazing. Yes. And on his nose contour. <laughs> so and then that's Jeff Davis dressed. Oh, Sorry shit. for the podcast. This is Whoa, not nice. No, but that's really well good. I'm showing, yeah, yeah. I'm showing them a picture of that's that's Jeff really uncanny. As... Yeah. Yeah. How much. That's and he's yeah, and he does he. I would wear that costume every day. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty incredible the costume. Um, do you like his makeup in the movie? I do. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. I, I love I, that he wears makeup. Like I love. Yeah, it's men so wearing sexy. makeup. I, yes, I love I think it. it's like it's and it's sexy because it 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 makes you like a approachable and it makes me feel like safe and like you like women. Yes. 
like yeah. I, the irony of um of men being like uh, not that I'm not that like people should wear makeup if they don't want to wear makeup. But no. the, I think the reason why like women, especially young girls, find men wearing makeup appealing is because like it's like oh, okay, I'm I'm okay to be myself yeah. around you. Like I yeah. can be female around you because you clearly like you don't think, think it's that silly. Being female is okay, and like yeah. you think it's cool, yeah. so I can I can be here instead of like. It's yeah. like when you were younger, like when I was younger, and like I'd see a guy wearing nail polish, and I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> But then also sometimes they turn out to not be great. But usually sure. it's I get what you kind of feel like a bit more relaxed and like you won't be made fun of for being like for girly things. Do you know? Yeah. 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 Because girly things are cool. Yeah. Girly things are cool. I agree. Put on some makeup, Alan. I Alan. put on makeup once. Yeah. 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 We talked about this last yeah, time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you? yeah. No, my sister-in-law is a makeup, uh, well, she is a trained makeup artist. So oh, she yeah. just went, I'm going to try foundation on you once. And I was like, I feel no different or look no different. But her and my wife were both like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> look at you with no pores. Yeah. Ah, so, yeah. You're glowing. I should explore that more. Um, have you ever gone down the fan fiction rabbit hole? No, I'm not really. I don't like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to alienate anybody by the sentence, but I'm not, I, I don't. It's not your thing. No. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. No. My partner's like. 8,700 labyrinth fan fictions on oh, yeah, sure. I'd say they yeah. get I like, haven't looked into it but like yeah. proper filth happens I, I would imagine yeah. I, yeah that might remove the subtext too much I would say <laughs> yeah. I would kind of I like I, I wouldn't mind somebody kind of like introducing me to like good fan fiction in a way but like the concept of fan fiction turns me off because I yeah I don't know like well the, the concept of like intense fandom I've ha- I have a hard time with because mm. of the ownership mm-hmm. and yes. like as uh, yeah as somebody who like I mean a lot like uh, you know everybody everybody makes stuff but like when somebody has like really intense ownership of, over something that someone else did has made mm-hmm. yes like it depresses me and it's it's they're putting their energy in the wrong place and it's like, I just um, want them to make their own thing yeah yeah like all those people who like send horrible messages to creators on Tumblr and stuff. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You know it's really, yeah. it's really like it, it's upsetting and it's childish. And yes, it's. Um, Do you know Steven yeah. Universe? No, the cartoon. It's a really good cartoon. Oh, I've heard about it. Yeah. yeah, and um, it's maybe from your Twitter though. Yeah, it's so good, <laughs> but it's like um, it's like got a lot of characters in it that are sort of like you could say that they're like LGBTQ and there's representation of same sex relationships and nice. stuff, and um. The creators get such a hard time from the fans about stuff, and one of the writers and animators actually had to leave Twitter over it. So that's what I I, I hate when fans get. Yeah, it's like you're doing the you're not. These people are bringing this thing to you that you love so much, and yeah, I mean I understand when it's like, say you know when they do a really stupid decision because they're under pressure for a story or something, but they weren't doing anything like that. It was just like they said a character as a relationship with another character was queer baiting when it wasn't and the car- the person who wrote it was yeah. herself queer so it was just really frustrating and it's not it's not healthy no. the um the relationship that audiences have for that we're trying to bring up a David Bowie quote that addresses this this thing but the 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 relationship that audiences have with creators sometimes like like I was married to the creator of community and people that fandom was so intense over like who should date whom and all these things and would get mad at him yeah and like he listened to it for a long time and it kind of just drove him nuts like I don't I don't understand like why a fan would be angry at somebody or demand certain things it's like you have come to this person 
because they're good at doing the thing they do yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. trust them yeah because their their characters like they know what they're doing David Bowie said, um, all my big mistakes are when I try to second guess or please an audience. My work is always stronger when I get very selfish about it. Oh, but there's another quote about like not playing to. Like to the gallery, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it might even that, that might even be the word he uses. Yeah. But like he would he would make these huge and it's great because like he would make these huge big decisions yeah. that were not what his audience was asking for. Mm-hmm. And like he thought of himself or like or as far as he said like when he would do his work like he was the vessel for the work and it wasn't him so he could do kind of whatever he wanted and it mm-hmm. wasn't attached to his ego no mm-hmm. and then he could have these whole periods that people were like mm, i don't really like the like the this thing that you did like, yeah like this string of albums or something yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that or like i but he he was always something different and was never like never asked the audience what they wanted like just mm-hmm. gave them mm-hmm. what he wanted to do yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. audiences don't want you to actually give you the thing no give them the thing anyway like they don't they want, want you to it. do what you it. do like mm-hmm. yeah 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 and I feel basically like... what I'm saying is fuck <laughs> the audience and I hope anyone whoever who watches anything just doesn't care yeah, and just I don't. is quiet about it. I had another labyrinth question and I, I it's gone. It's gone. Um, know, would I'm you not... let a seven year old watch it now? Oh question. Ooh. No, no, I don't mm. know. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think you know what? I think it depends on the seven year old. Yeah, because mm. some kids are like, you know, like when you, you like, I remember I used to like babysit a lot when I was a teenager. So there'd be some kids Drag. where you'd be like, I'm going to let you watch this. Like, yeah, you're yeah. fine and you aren't afraid of stuff. You know, and then there'd be other kids where I'd mind them and they'd be like a lot more anxious and stuff. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. let's avoid this movie. Or... Well, it's interesting the things that scare kids. Like, yeah, uh, they're like, I, I, I used to be a nanny and um, I nannied for this four-year-old and the six-year-old and I showed them uh, the were rabbit oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. thing. and it scared it scared them so much and it wasn't like the fact that it was a were rabbit or anything, but the changing really scared them. Oh. And, a, and a, cu- a couple weeks after that, I was listening to to the radio and there was a woman on who was whose job was to um, like watch kids shows and like flag it for like oh this this will scare kids. like psychological stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah and she worked on the show or worked for the show Arthur <gasps> and she said that there was an episode where like that seemed totally fine from adult eyes but mm-hmm. like there there was a lot of changing in it like like uh, like characters changing from one thing to another like metamorphosis was, like yeah, yeah 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 and it just like it's it, like up like if you're not old enough like that's so upsetting to you because yes. like you don't know where it begins or ends and you're like. Like, wait, could this happen? Like, like what who's do you real? Mean? Who's not real? Yeah. yeah. And like, what is that? Like, things aren't what they are. Yeah. Like, you're just not old enough to wrap your head around it. You and don't so, have the capacity. Like, yeah. 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 Like, uh, so, uh, yeah. I wonder, like, with, with Labyrinth, like, what the thing, what the thing would be. But this conversation has made me think, like, I wonder if there's some value in, I mean, you can't, you should, I, I feel like you shouldn't protect kids from everything because no, like, life can then to... really like knock them down yeah or like it's easier nice for them to make their own just for them to be curious yeah. you know and to not have everything brought to them yeah, i'm I glad know. i watched stuff yeah, yeah. That I probably shouldn't have... you can never tell what's going to scare a kid no yeah i remember the thing that scared know. me most as a kid was a tom petty video <laughs> where, where alice in wonderland is in it oh, and right. she's a cake 
Her body's a cake, but her head is still a human head. And oh they, my god! And they yeah, cut see, a slice see, out of her. See, that's kind of like metaphor. That's the thing yes. changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but they cut a slice yeah. out of her, and it oh, okay. oh my ruined god. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like that seven. That's really scary. Yeah. But that's like we did an episode with Peter Dunn, and he was talking about how he yes. studied. Um, he did a master's on what scares children because uh, he loves horror <gasps> oh, and does yeah. like but horror. Not just what scares children, what they think their parents are scared of yeah. as well. Interesting. He interviewed children about it. Is it this was, that previous episode? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I'll have to check it but out. But it was really cool because it was like um, the difference in perception when you're like five and then when you're a parent and what the parent thinks the kid thinks they're scared of right. versus what the kid is picking up on subliminally. Like mm. money. Yeah, right. was one that kids were saying about their parents and stuff like that. So, <laughs> like, you don't think a five year old would pick up on that, but like, obviously, yeah. stuff mm. like money problems. Yeah, kids do. You do sense it because you're like, yeah. stuff mm. is not right. You know. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. Yeah, it was really, it was really interesting. Also, yeah. a friend of mine, a primary school teacher, and she said some years of kids are just more babyish than others. Oh. And there will be a whole year will be just that's younger. Yeah. Okay. And there's no real way to predict when or how that will happen but That's you just cool. get younger and it's and older. like you have like a couple of kids who like know stuff yeah. and like are like have a couple older siblings or something yeah 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 because yeah. I only was I was the eldest so I you know when you are the one who's finding stuff out and telling your siblings about it yeah like I remember when I was like six a boy in my class in senior infants told me about like sex because his sister was like 12 and told him right. I was like too young I think to know about it, but yeah. then I went home and told my mom, and she was like, "Okay, okay, so this is what's up." Like, you know, she just got it done straight away. Then, so yeah, I wasn't I wondering. That, yeah, I say this now, not having kids, but like, I hope that I can be. Like I'd like to, I like it. I, I think I like the style of parenting where you're where you're really honest about everything. Yeah, because I think the most upsetting thing for a kid is like finding out that you've been lied to. Yeah, even if it's to protect you. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah. you didn't think I could handle this. Or, right, yeah. yeah. And yeah. tell your kids, like, way young that you're not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, really yeah. young. Yeah. <laughs> but say, like, my job is to take care of you and I'm not perfect. And that, what, yeah. You'll, you'll but a kid will respect you means. for that. They'll be yeah, like, cool, yeah. fine. Like, mm. people think kids are not capable of nuanced thinking, which is, like, such bullshit. Like, yeah. 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 Which is why Labyrinth is so good. Because there's so many different dance facets dance. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that Toby would have been happy there. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have been fine. Yeah, like, he, he would have been chill. Time. The bits where he was crying, though, surrounded by goblins, did stress me out a lot. Oh, seeing yeah, a baby crying yeah. in general, I'm like, yeah. can I help? Because there's, you know, that MGMT oh, the baby video. Was like a producer's kid. Yeah. So. There's only one baby yeah. as well, which is unusual. Yeah. It's normally twins, isn't it? And the, the baby now is a guy, what's his name? I have it written down. His name is actually Toby. Toby, and he's a puppeteer now because his dad was Brian Froud, who did a lot of the puppeteering. Oh, he, oh. he actually did all the original storyboard and stuff for it. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any more thoughts? Um, I just, I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. I'm glad you guys like it too. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I think, did you, oh, um, yeah, I think we've gone a lot. We, we did it. Yeah. I've lost the ability to speak now. I haven't eaten all day. Um, <laughs> I just feel really pleased and really excited about this water bottle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I'm really excited to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the red bottle cast. I, <gasps> like the red bottle, we could make it like a, Really serious, like, um, creepy 50s radio one or something. Or we could just... 
we could talk about the water bottle, <laughs> but we would end up talking about so many other things. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I actually think this is I a think really we, good we're idea. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. No, we have to do it because we're so excited yeah. about it. Yeah. No, we'll do it. We're gonna do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So besides the red water bottle podcast, <laughs> do you have anything else to plug before we go? Yeah. What I mean, are you just up keep to? It, keep keep your ears out for the red wa- water bottle the red pro- wa- the water yeah. bottle project <laughs> coming to you coming to you soon. And you're still doing This Feels Terrible. I am, yeah. You can listen to my podcast, This Feels Terrible, on Feral Audio. And, um, yeah, I think that's the only thing I have to plug, really, right now. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, Armagati. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This is great. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You remember me as a babe. Babe with the power. There we go. Thanks again to Aaron McGathy. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That That's the first really time fun. we've had live soundtracks. Yeah, I really episode. like that aspect. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I should employ that more when I'm mm-hmm. in here. We should really just use our headphones and like queue up stuff on a laptop. Like a professional? Yeah. Okay. Mm, seems like a lot of work though. Yeah, I know. It's like prep then. We both have jobs. Yeah. You know. Exactly. <laughs> You're lucky we've watched a film. Yeah. Really. So, no. It's a good film. I like it. Um... It's been a long day. I'm crashing quite hard. Yeah, no, Ellen, but you're... Ellen, take the wheel. You're doing fine, <laughs> Alan. So, basically, yeah, that was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the last episode we did, we were saying that people should donate to Abortion Support Network. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm trying to think of a good place. I'm going to say the Irish Refugee Council. Yes! That's really good. Yeah. You can donate to the Irish Refugee Council. Yeah. So, I will find their Twitter handle right heckin' now. Sorry, everybody. but Sorry this... for the swearing. So, if you go to Irish Refugee CO, and then you can, their bio has their website in it as a link, and it's just Irish Refugee Council, and you can donate by PayPal, which is really handy and easy, mm-hmm. and then you can also donate by other ways if you're not into PayPal, because Peter Thiel. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, that was good. Uh, hopefully, the Red Water Bottle podcast will make it to air. I mean, if we get anything out of this, it's that new world-beating podcast. Like, I felt like I felt like something happened there. But I, I seriously, like, <laughs> you, you weren't here before we started recording. People listening at home, they like Ellen's bottle was on the table. Then Erin yeah. pulled out her bottle, and then that was ten minutes gone. It was like a meet cute, and I feel like you only it was like it's the start yeah. of like serendipity with John Cusack and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm back John Cusack. Would have been a much better film if it had been mm-hmm. about this water bottle. But I feel like you really only scratched the surface of how much you love this bottle. Yeah. No, so. I rather I feel like I honestly like I'm looking at it right now and I have like a warm feeling like I, I'm looking at an old friend who I haven't seen in a long time. It's a very strong colour. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's like warm. It's not clinical. It, it's everything. I don't know. I'm going to save this. Crucially, and this is because it doesn't look like something that... Uh, a dad who cycles would have. Yeah, it's not a Lance Armstrong water bottle. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's important. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Um, thanks as always to Dee for her artwork. Mm-hmm. It's always fresh. 
AF and it looks really good on the badges that we gave yes. out as a live episode. And it's millennial pink before that was identified as a colour. Exactly, we were so, on that train. There's choo a lo- choo. There's a load of podcasts of that colour now, but we yeah. were the first. So, yeah, so uh, trendsetters. So step off other podcasts. Other guys, yeah. yeah. Big time. Um, what else? Follow you at Incog Allen. Oh yeah, follow Alan at Alan underscore McGuire. Follow Heads of um, Podcast Network on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Follow Juvenalia at Juvenalia underscore pod. Please review and um, please subscribe uh, on iTunes if if you would be so kind because mm-hmm. that's where it counts for us. Um, uh, Aaron's podcast is really good. Yes, I was feels terrible. Is, thrilled to have her here. Yes. I'm a big fan of her podcast because we we wanted her for a while. And yeah, it just happened that everything lined up, so it was really fun, and yeah. I really enjoyed myself. A good place to start with that one is I think Davey Riley's episode was very good. Yes, and Gillian Jacobs' episode and enjoyed a lot as well. Yeah. So those are good places to start. And thank you again to Aaron for yeah. coming in because it was a, tr- a joy and a trip. It was really lovely. Yeah. Um, and I had fun. Um, other heads of podcasts that are good. Um, the Alison Spittle Show. Mm-hmm. Always good. Um, Our Sexual History with Shauna Scott yeah. was very good. Shauna's good. And it's very informative and I like that there's a podcast about that without making it like salacious. It's just mm-hmm. interesting information. Yeah. I learned about Sheila gigs from that. Yeah. Which is also Davey Riley's episode. We're, we're promoting Davey Riley a yeah. lot here Hi, for Davey. someone. Yeah. Um, and then also In the Shower is good too and it's really mm-hmm. short. Um, so if you, you know when you want to listen to something when you're like cooking mm-hmm. or you know. Or in the shower. Yeah, or in the shower. Yeah. But I hate having my phone in the bathroom because it damages it. Yeah. But I sometimes put it in the cupboard and listen to it so it's protected from the steam. Ah. Yeah. Or you put it in a Ziploc bag. Oh. I know, I that's see, so smart. There was a guy on a forum I used to read and he used to put his Kindle in a Ziploc bag so he could read in the shower. Yeah. Because he was never without a book. So he would literally read in the shower. Oh, sometimes like, you got a shower. You need both hands. Yeah. For a good shower. Well, some people don't wash your legs in the shower, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, fuck. that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. People are weird. People are weird. Do you uh, have anything else? Fascinated with Gord Farley. Yeah. <laughs> he always gets really good, like, um, music people on. Yeah. Really I love good, those like. Episodes. Mm-hmm. I like behind the scenes things. Yes. Where you're yeah. like, what was it like to be an ex or to do this? Or to be or... bewitched, especially. Yes. That was a good episode. So, what a spicy time that was for them. <laughs> yes. Um, um, Thought our stuff. Yeah, that's all our stuff. We did it all. We thanked everybody. Yeah. Said all the Twitter things. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye, everybody. See you soon. Bye.